Hello and welcome to UWO Now. I'm your host, Wendell Ray. UWO Now is the place where we talk to the students, staff, and faculty at the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh about interesting and relevant topics. A statistic I heard recently led me to want to find out more about a particular subject, and that subject is mental health, mental health issues and young Americans specifically. The website psychiatrist.com tells readers, quote, the younger generation has powered through a lot of upheaval in their short lives, but it's taken a toll on their mental health. A new survey finds that an astounding 42% of those born between 1990 and 2010, Generation Z as we've been come to know them as, have been diagnosed with a mental health condition. What concerns Gen Z people and how do they handle life when they're away from home, like on a college campus? We'll talk about how college life has adopted, adapted, these new changes and approaches to serving students now? What are we doing to make these campuses more comfortable for students, more a welcoming environment, supportive environment? Here to talk to us more about that today are Leah Folks, who's the interim director of the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh Counseling Center, and Nathan A. Scott, who is the associate vice chancellor for Campus Life. Thanks so much for coming by and talking to us today on UWO Now. You bet. Thanks for having Happy us. Happy to be here. So let's talk in general, uh, Nathan, about um, what's happening on campuses and how your office and what you do uh, tries to shape an environment for students that is inviting, is welcoming, and supportive. What are you doing and what does campus life mean uh, in terms of your a job description and what you're supposed to do for students here at UWO. Sure. So uh, the the four primary areas of, of campus life are um, residence life, so where the students live, dining, how they get their meals, uh, Reeve Memorial Union, which is student involvement, student leadership, student programming, and then student recreation and wellness, uh, which is overall well-being, physical well-being, and um, you know emotional, social well-being. So um, that kind of encompasses the the campus life areas, um, which kind of fall into the basic needs category. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Housing. Housing. Yeah. yeah. So um, when you were on campus, at a campus, mm -hmm. as a student, have things, have you seen how things have changed and you've had to uh, provide this type of service or this type of uh, a connection for students? Or are they basically the same as when you were a student? No, I think things have definitely changed. I think um, students now require um, a lot more outreach and effort. There's a group of students that are always going to find us. They're always going to be involved. They're naturally engaged with certain activities, whether that's athletics or you know social activities, clubs, organizations. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's another group of students that we have to be really intentional about finding ways to connect with them, get them engaged, make them feel like this is where they belong, um, like this is their their campus and their university. So a lot of the things we do revolve around connection and um, belonging. So what kind of, who is that student? Is that that student who just is not assertive or is that some other person that I'm thinking about? I think it's a combination of both. I think it 
partially leads into the conversation about mental health okay. um, as, as a epidemic in our country. Um, but I also think that, uh, you know, the high school years were different than my high school years as well. And ultimately that's, you know, the most recent experience that, that they have as, as young adults and transition to college from there. So, so what kind of things at the counseling center then, uh, are you providing and what does the counseling center do is it how busy are you over there so we focus on really building skills um, in students so that they can cope with like the natural stress of life right and we also know that college is just a naturally stressful and difficult time right there's these kind of predictable times with midterms and finals and all those kinds of things um, where we know stress is going to come at you at a a higher level Um, so we try to meet students where they're at, build some skills as far as how do you cope with stress, how do you tolerate um, the distress in life, how do you regulate your emotions. Um, and yeah, so, so we kind of weave a whole lot of mindfulness in our services, a whole lot of skill building, um, and just that good interpersonal process um, healing work. Um, now, how different is that um, than when you first started your position, have you mm. found yourself having to use different approaches, use different sort of um, opportunities or ways to service uh, today's student? Has it always been the same? Or again, I'm asking that question, mm. how have things changed for what you do? Absolutely. So I've been here for nine years. Um, and over those nine years, we've seen a huge increase in the got it um, in the intensity of the clinical concerns that students are coming to college with. Um, you know, I think that historically in higher ed, it was you know kind of seen as you know you work with students that are a little bit homesick or oh, a little yeah. bit a little bit sad or maybe mm-hmm. they had a breakup, right? And we still have those things. And we also have a whole lot more suicidal crises. You are noticing we, that? A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yep. We see, um, we see a lot of students that are feeling in crisis. We see, um, we see a lot of students that have already participated in therapy before coming to campus. We see a lot of students that have already um, been prescribed medication for mental health concerns before they come to campus. Um, and we see Oshkosh in general. Um, so last year, so 2021-22 school year, we saw 13.8% of the student population. And so nationally, counseling centers see about 7 to 10% of mm. student population. And so for the past five years, we've really been, you know, at one point we were kind of double. We were about almost 14% um, or over 14% of students. And so we're seeing a higher percentage of students at Oshkosh. I was going to ask, is this not necessarily um, a a UWO, a Wisconsin issue, but this is a national issue we're talking about. Yes. But you're saying that even still you were seeing a higher percentage here on campus of students that needed services. Absolutely. So I think across the nation we're seeing an increase and – Oshkosh is still higher. Is there any idea why, and not to you know get you out of your lane, mm-hmm. but is there any idea why 
we're needing to provide these types of services at an increasing rate? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's it, it's never just one easy answer, right? Okay. I think it's a combination of things. Um, I think that this population, this generation is more mental health aware um, and they're more open to talking about it. They're more open to seeking and connecting with services, mm-hmm. which is a good thing um, compared to maybe somebody in my generation. Yeah. Um, where, you know, I was a psychology major and I didn't know that our, I went to a big 10 university. I didn't know we had a counseling center on campus, you know, we, we just, I was yeah, a psych we, major, but I went to a big 10 school right. and I didn't know either. I didn't Same. know. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that there's a lot more awareness in general, which is a nice protective factor. Yeah. Because maybe I did need to go see somebody and didn't even know it exactly. or it just, I didn't accept the fact that I might need to talk to somebody. So maybe it's just, like you said, there's more of an awareness could be part of it. There's more of an awareness. And um, I think that, you know, when when we think about this generation and, you know, especially the past several years, we're also seeing, I think, what was already an increase in mental health needs and then having the impact of COVID on top of that. Um, which has further complicated things, um, you know, like Nate talked about the, the the natural things that they were supposed to experience in high school. They didn't have the opportunity mm-hmm. to do that, um, you know, and, and, and social anxiety. So historically, like the past probably five years ago, anxiety took over depression as the number one thing that college campuses, college counseling centers see. Um, and then last year, social anxiety in particular took over you know, compared to like overall general anxiety. Okay. So we're seeing that a ton as well, impacting students and their comfort level with interacting with peers, with being able to feel comfortable in the classroom, right? Thinking about being virtual for the past two years and then coming to campus and being in person um, and everything that goes along with. So anxiety and social anxiety. Yes. All right. Um, I'm not going to act like everybody out there might know what you're talking about. So tell us, what, what are we talking about? Some things that make you anxious or what's the difference? Social anxiety and mm. just regular anxiety. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I think social anxiety really relates to or is more specific to social interactions or social environments. Um, so maybe, and, and for me, how I understand anxiety and how I try to explain it to people is what happens, you know, generally we're pretty kind of intelligent people, right? And when we feel anxious about something, we tend to avoid it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So what happens is our world gets smaller and smaller, right? Our connections get smaller and smaller. And, you know, Nate invites me to go out for pizza and I'm like, hmm, like that sounds great, but I'm anxious and I'm not going to go, right? So then Mm -hmm. I don't make that connection with Nate. Um, so, So that's kind of how I think of, especially that social piece or imagine a student sitting in a classroom or a pit lecture, right? And the social anxiety thought bubbles start to pop up, right? And I think of that as like noise in someone, like the background noise or like those popcorn thoughts that mm-hmm. once one pops, then 10,000 start popping. And then I'm thinking about thinking about all the things, right? Thinking about the thoughts that other people might be having about me or thinking about do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just yeah, kind it's, of spirals. It's just the, yeah, it, it spirals, and it doesn't go in a good way, and then I'm not attending <clears throat> to what I'm supposed to be paying attention to, right? 
And so then I get down on myself and I can internalize that, right? And then I kind of feel like I kind of stink as a student. I got you. Yeah. You're listening to UWO Now. I'm Wendell Ray, and we're talking today with Leah Folks, who's the interim director of the UW Oshkosh Counseling Center, and Nathan A. Scott, who's the associate vice chancellor for campus life at UWO, um, talking about uh, how campuses are making um, their grounds, their campuses, uh, inviting places for students and uh, places where they can succeed. And meeting them where they are. And right now, there's a lot of angst, uh, there's uh, anxiety, and there are issues related to mental health with the current uh, generation of students that we have. That's just one thing, and we'll talk more about that in a second. But, uh, Nate, there's also other things that you're providing, uh, not just counseling services, but there are other areas that have stepped up uh, that you've had to find uh, resources to meet the needs of students. Talk about some of the other areas uh, on campus that you're having to deal with. Right. So um, one of the most recent additions to student affairs was the addition of a, a, a team of staff members that we refer to as the the campus navigators. And uh, these, these staff members actually connect with the students from the time they apply to attend UW Oshkosh to the first day that they step on campus all the way through their college career. So every student has a dedicated navigator that checks in on them. Um, We have uh, a software program that can allow us to send early alerts or ad hoc alerts from professors um, that basically inform the navigator that this student might be struggling or um, can refer them to services that someone on campus feels would benefit their abilities to to succeed so mm-hmm. um and so there was obviously someone felt okay we need to do something mm-hmm. from the time the student enrolls to whenever right. uh so what was it that we saw that uh made us to put this group of uh this team of navigators together I think ultimately it was our, our retention rates were dropping drastically. I mean, students weren't making it, um, some weren't making it past the 10-day drop rate, which is the day where we actually consider the number of students on campus, our enrollment number. Okay. Um, so the navigators have had a huge impact on that. I think that um, collectively as a campus, um, just the conversation and uh, commitment to retain students has, has really become priority, not just for admissions, not just for, um, you know, student affairs, but, but as a campus, it's everybody's, it's everybody's job. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody needs to play a role in making sure that students are successful and the ability to have that personal touch with, with each incoming freshman, um, is something that we take a lot of pride in and it's new. So we don't have, you know, full perspective of the impact, but the retention numbers from fall to spring um, have, have increased significantly. So, But I, I guess the, the, the point is that there was a need for it, mm-hmm. that retention rates were suffering. And if students aren't making it past that, that one short window, it's something's going on. Right. So we got to figure out what's happening. So this was another indicator that we need to uh, alter, change our service uh, that we provide 
and try to help these students um, navigate right. the, the campus. So that's one interaction. What are what are some other things that that you're doing that you're seeing that you have to provide a service for for students? So another one we've been doing for about five or six years now is um, it's called Titan Camp. And it's uh, outdoor adventure orientation that takes place the week before school starts. Okay. Um, and the program has evolved and shifted and um, obviously missed a few years over the pandemic. But um, we track those students and the students that participate in the program are retained at a much higher level than the average student. So, um, And what's going on in this? this so what ba- is it? Basically, they show up um, about a, it's a week before the first day of classes. Um, they participate in a series of activities with staff members and faculty members on campus. Um, and then we take them camping, hiking, rock climbing, kayaking um, for three nights. And I, I'd like to do that. Yeah, <laughs> well, you, you are formally invited. <laughs> uh, that sounds fun. I will keep that in mind. Okay. You're in. Yeah. You're in. Uh, right. And it's a really good time. It's, it's a very intentional um curriculum, I guess, and discussions around uh, goal setting and engagement and um, really encouraging them to get connected with someone or something on campus because the research shows that students that get connected in the first six weeks have a much more, they're much more likely to, to succeed. Is that is that difficult to do, to not force a connection, but to stress the need to connect with us with someone. I mean, uh, you would think that if it's not a natural connection, that it wouldn't work. But I guess just providing the opportunities and making them understand the importance of connecting helps. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. And it, it is important. And um, I think it's met with reservations sometimes. But that at the end of that three nights in the outdoors they've already connected with a group of 15 of their peers um, and, and some really great faculty and staff members that are committed to, to being there, um, dedicating their time um, to, to really serve these students. So um, that's something we look forward to continuing growth with. Uh, We, we do um, Titan retreats now, which are one day events. It's kind of the second phase of that program. And then the long-term goal is to do a second year program called friction uh, we've run a pilot of it and took a group of students rock climbing out in Colorado mm. um, and similar things. But it was more focused around uh, just the concept that any forward movement, any upward movement is going to require some sort of friction and uh, really teaching students about um, grit and resiliency and, and navigating challenging situations with, the, uh, I guess, the metaphor of rock climbing as as the friction yeah. that we're talking about. So, Okay, so tell us a little bit about, um, well, let me, I cut you off. So continue. Tell me a little bit more about what you were saying about uh, that program. Sure. Um, so it's, so Mantra Health provides free telehealth, which is telecounseling and telepsychiatry services for students. So, um, so they work as an extension of the counseling center. So we work really closely. We have access. We kind of have access to their records and things like that. If they're working with a student for counseling and they're experiencing a mental health crisis, Montreux will, re- will reach out to us and we try to connect with that student in person rather than through telehealth. So who is at the other? So there's someone, if I am a student and I 
use this service, there's someone at the other end that I'm talking to Correct. who provides some sort of counseling service for me? Yep, it's just counseling through okay. virtual services. Right. Just like, so we ran our center for almost two years completely virtual. Um, so it's it's meeting through a computer screen. Okay. And they're all licensed yep. counselors. Yes, yep, and there's an, there's an identified team of 13 providers that are licensed um, counselors that are working with UW system students. What's been, so I keep coming back to this. So there is an increased need. Yes. You are seeing more students who require this. It's not just, uh, this is the latest thing. Mm -hmm. It's a necessary thing for yes. our students. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So, um, and so you, there's mantra. Did you yes. go into that? Tell us a little bit about. Yes. So mantra. So they're also providing telepsychiatry services. So with the telecounseling, um, if if students or um, and if students go on our website, they can self refer to connect with a counselor. Okay. Um, I think what's unique about mantra is they have a diverse group of clinicians. Um, so students can search or filter for a clinician by race or gender or sexual identity, you know, things like that. So they can really find somebody that maybe looks like them um, or walks through life like them. Um, so that's something that's really unique that Mantra is bringing. And with the whole access thing, they provide weekend and evening hours that mm. we do not provide at the counseling center. Um, and so, and the telepsychiatry is also... Um, Psychiatric nurse practitioners, because um, there is a very shortage, you know, a, a significant shortage of, of, of psychiatric care um, across the nation. And so they, so students that are seeking that do need a referral from either a counselor or a student health provider. Okay. Um, so they can't self-refer to that, but they just need to meet with somebody on campus um, and to this get that is, referral. And this is a phone app? This is a, like a virtual, like a, like a Zoom meeting. Oh, so what I mean, I'm talking about you. Oh, oh you is, is a, sorry. It's a website. <laughs> it's a website. So there, it, it's, it has mobile compatibility. Okay. But it's not an application okay. at this time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that the emphasis there is that a student can, on their own, do it if they, they think right. they want a particular service or something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's talk about what's happening at the counseling center. Mm -hmm. So... Who are you helping on a daily basis? Are these people who are, are being referred to you or people who walk in? Yeah, both. Um, we get mostly, um, I would say the people who are referred to us are mostly students who are feeling in crisis. So the students who are walked over to us are walked over by faculty members or by their friends or their CAs. Um, and they are either just concerned for their mental health or the student has made some kind of statement that they're not feeling safe with themselves um, or they're just feeling in crisis for whatever you know life situation that's going on. Um, so we do have a referral form on our website, which was new this fall. And for me, something that's really cool that's kind of also right with all these trends of concerns that are increasing, we also have a lot of cool things that are happening as far as there's there's a much higher uh, rate of students expressing concern for other students, right? So like if Good. Nate's my roommate, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about Nate, I'm gonna reach out to the counseling center and see if someone can reach out to Nate because I'm concerned about him. So there's a huge uptick in that, which for me, I love to see that campus community of care and, yeah. you know, the, the Titans being there for each other 
that kind of thing. Um, so we're also seeing a, a big uptick in that. That is a good thing mm-hmm. because, you know, they're going to see it probably quicker than anybody else. Maybe exactly. you notice it before that, that individual does. So exactly. to take a step is, 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 is good that you have someone who's in your corner, even if you, you don't even realize it. So exactly. that's a wonderful thing. Um, and any idea um, when you're seeing these students, are they coming back? Do you, you, mm-hmm. you're saying, encouraging them to keep in touch with you when they actually come to your counseling center, see them and, and that's it? What, what's yeah. the interaction like there? Yeah, so when a student comes in and wants to connect with counseling services, so there's, you know, several things that we do. So if we're seeing a student maybe and they're in crisis and they maybe need to be hospitalized or things like that, that's kind of a different lane, right, as far as we're okay. we're connecting yeah. with their emergency, you know, emergency contacts and things like that and getting them to the, to the safe place that they need to be. But for students that are wanting to engage in counseling services, their first appointment, you know, they're really kind of sitting down with the counselor and having a good conversation about, you know, the counselor's trying to understand what's bringing you in at this time, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What does the student want to see happen or change in their life that they know that, you know, this time they're busy college students, right? And we want that time to be beneficial and impactful. Um, in so many different ways. So they kind of start to come up with a plan at that first appointment. Um, And the cool thing about the counseling center is that we do lots of things above and beyond individual counseling. um, And that's part of how we're able to meet the demands of the number of students that we see. So let's say a student comes in with anxiety, right? The number one thing that we see. Maybe we make up a plan where um, they're attending a weekly group where every week they learn a different skill on how to manage the experience of anxiety, right? So they're learning a skill and they're connecting with other students that also experience anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're attending a group weekly, maybe they're attending a just breathe appointment, right? To practice some mindfulness, you know, some body awareness, that kind of thing. Um, you know, maybe we, we, we also are connecting them with the student health center to do a medication eval. So we kind of come up with that plan that's tailor made for that student. And then we also put in individual counseling in there as well. So we kind of come up with that plan and the student agrees to it and we kind of go from there and, you know, regularly we kind of check in and have a good conversation about, do we have to change anything in our plan? You know, how are things going? Are you seeing improvements? How so? That kind of thing. Okay. So, uh, Nate, so the counseling center, just one of the areas that uh, we're do- using here at UWO to address the needs of our students. And I don't want to make it seem like students come here and they're just a mess. That's not that's <laughs> not what we want, the message we want to get out uh, because college still is a great place to come. It, it can yeah. be a fun place to be and a coming-of-age experience and really a wonderful time for anybody who's here. But we've come to learn that we've got to have the support services for those who may need it and when they need it. And it looks like we're doing a pretty good job here of providing a holistic approach to that. Absolutely, yeah. So great thanks for coming by and talking to us today. A lot of good information. uh, And it's good to hear that uh, the students who are here are getting served and being provided the type of... uh, uh, service and meeting the needs that they have because as we're learning there there are specific needs for uh, this new group of students who we have on our campuses so thanks very much for coming by and telling us what we have and for serving those students who are here at UWO. Thank you. you thanks for having us. All right that's all the time we're going to have on this episode of UWO Now. Remember to catch the latest episode of UWO Now on our website 
and you can go to wrst.org and and catch each episode as well as your favorite podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, and you can also watch us on the UWO YouTube page. That's all the time we're going to have here today. Thanks very much for listening. Until the next time.